Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's good? This is Trey Johnson, defensive back from Villanova University, and you're listening to On the Fence Side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. Paul and I identified our biggest Dolphins needs in another show, so we're going to go position by position here uh, with about four segments. First, we're going to take a look at the linebacker position, which was my biggest need. I, I it was somewhere on Paul's list there too, but this was my biggest need at linebacker heading into the draft. A big weakness for the Dolphins last year. Currently on the roster, you've got Kiko Alonso coming off a terrible season. Uh, Raquan McMillan was out for the year with a torn ACL after being the talk of camp as a rookie, but then didn't quite make it to the regular season. Chase Allen, an undrafted free agent, that was a big uh, find. They traded a, a fifth-round pick for Stefan Anthony, so they signed linebacker Terrence Garvin, a special teams ace who started three games for the Seahawks last year, and Mike Hall. So there's the roster breakdown a little bit thin there, Paul, at the linebacker spot, both from both at the top and at the bottom. The interesting thing with that, too, and one of the things I know I said in one of our previous segments is if one of these linebackers in like Roquan Smith or Tremaine Edmonds falls to Miami at 11 and they do indeed select him, that could actually mean that we don't see Kiko Alonso make it through draft weekend as a Dolphin. They definitely should, should try to grab two here, and if they're able to get one early and somebody they think can contribute right away in a middle round, I wouldn't be shocked to see Kiko move for a third or fourth round pick. Wow. Uh, third or fourth round. I'll tell you what, if the Dolphins ended up getting a seventh rounder in 2020, I would be floored <laughs> if that were the case. I, I, I don't know who would pay to get this guy. I mean, it really have to be a specific uh, specific fit on that. So I, I I'd be surprised. I, I hope I hope you're right on that, Paul. But he and Andre Brand are going to move on. I'm fine with it. I'll tell you that. Looking at the guys at the top of the board here, Roquan Smith and Tremaine Edmonds. Paul, are you feeling one uh, one way or another about these two prospects? If the Dolphins are indeed going linebacker at this spot. It's kind of funny to me. It's, I mean, they're both projected to, to, to be inside linebackers, but they, they could either one of them kick to the outside. I think if we do see one of them end up in Miami, particularly Tremaine Edmonds, that could see Rake McMillan kick to the outside, which I'm completely fine with. I, I think Rake's a very versatile linebacker. So I've kind of been leaning Tremaine Edmonds lately. I also think he's the one more likely to still be on the board at 11. I think there's a very good chance Roquan Smith doesn't last through the top 10 picks. Yeah, Edmonds is, has the high upside, but also a little bit more downside. So he's a player I could see going as high as six to Indianapolis or dropping all the way into the mid-teens. You know, it's interesting. Roquan is more the the finished, polished product, but not quite the athlete that he is. But Roquan Smith, in the entire draft, is number one on my Dolphins board. 
And not necessarily because I think he's the best player, but because he's the best fit. I mean, if you can add Roquan Smith, you know what you're getting. You add immediate speed to the middle of the defense. And I think he can have that same type of impact that a Thomas Davis had for the Panthers when they drafted him in the first round or Ryan Shazier for the Steelers before he got hurt. So Roquan's the guy I'm really looking at here. Tremaine Edmonds I'd be perfectly happy with too. But after that, it really starts to fall down because Rashawn Evans and Leighton Vander Esch are really three and four among the linebackers. And I don't really see a way that they're not going to be taken somewhere, Paul, between 11 and 42 when the Dolphins pick in the second round. They're kind of in that dead zone in the middle for the Dolphins. Yeah, the only way that I think Miami's looking at either of those guys is if, like we've talked about a couple of times in previous segments, the scenario presents itself for Miami to trade down and accumulate something decent in return. If Miami's able to do that, then I think those guys enter the conversation, particularly Rashawn Evans. Uh, but again, that's if you're picking beyond pick 15. So it would have to be if, say, the Cardinals see a quarterback they want available at 11 and come up and take Miami's spot. And Miami drops back, maybe accumulates a second rounder. But really, I don't see those guys being in the realm of consideration for Miami because they're going to be gone in that second round. And it's far too early to take them. You're taking them over a better player if you take them at 11. I I completely agree. And then after those four players that we've talked about, it really starts to drop off. I mean, after – after the first four linebackers, I don't see a fifth linebacker I would be comfortable taking anywhere before the third round. And I wouldn't even be elated with any of the linebackers in the third round. The, the ones that I have at the top of my list in the, for the Dolphins there with the, with the 73rd pick are Fred Warner, the linebacker from BYU. He's somebody I'm pretty high on. He'd be a steal. He looks like today's NFL linebacker. He's very fluid very productive at BYU. I think he can play outside linebacker or be a weak side linebacker. He's stronger than he needs to be, but I think he's going to be really good in coverage. I don't think he'll ever be a pro bowler, but I think he's going to be a really good starter for a number of years. Jannard Avery's interesting. He's out of Memphis. I saw a lot of really good tape on this kid. Uh, he's one of those rare linebackers in this draft who who can go sideline to sideline, but he also plays with a lot of strength too. I mean, I think he's similar to a, to a younger Lawrence Timmons, not the coward we saw last year, but a younger Lawrence Timmons. And then also too, as everybody's talking about him, Shaquem Griffin, the linebacker out of Central Florida. Everybody knows the story. He uh, he actually only has one hand, as as everybody has seen at this point. He's gone from being not invited to the combine to being invited to the green room. And then he showed how laughable it was. He wasn't invited to the combine when he ran a four, three, eight forty too. So uh, Paul, anybody jump out at you here as we get past the first two rounds. One guy that you could probably grab in the fourth or fifth round, uh, Matthew Thomas out of Florida state. He's one of those guys I think could have some upside. He had some academic issues that kept him on and off the field. Definitely a thumper but he's a little bit better in coverage than people expect. He, he's a pretty big guy. I mean, he's 6'3", 230. So, I mean, he's got the size. He's, got, he's definitely an outside guy, which, to be honest with you, for me, if you're grabbing a linebacker late, they have to either be an absolute steal to play in the middle of your defense 
or I kind of want them on the outside because I think that it's a lot easier to mask development with an outside linebacker at times than it is with a middle linebacker who is really being expected to go sideline to sideline. Yeah, there are a lot of guys that are interesting too, and a, a few other guys that that stick out for me. Oren Burks from Vanderbilt is one, and Joel, you're going to have to be patient with the name. I use Bunaiwe. I, I did my best out of Western Kentucky. Two players that also are kind of in that four-five-five forty range, but productive players in college too. Again, you wouldn't be looking for a superstar in the third or fourth round, but if the Dolphins end up without Roquan Smith or Tremaine Edmonds in the first round. They're probably not going to draft one in the second, and then you, they start dipping down into the third. I'm not a huge fan of, of two players that could be of interest, and that's uh, Malik Jefferson out of Texas and Jerome Baker out of Ohio State. Baker was obviously Raquan McMillan's teammate at Ohio State, but I, I think he's good in coverage. I, I could see him carving out a decent niche in the NFL, maybe kind of a – different version of Jelani Jenkins, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure. I, I, I think you see he's built pretty tall, pretty thin. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to handle the down-to-down linebacker role, and at that point, I'm not taking him in the third round. I'd rather look at him in the fourth or the sixth round, but I don't think he's going to be there in the, in, the, in the fourth or the sixth. And Malik Jefferson out of Texas, I really wanted to like this guy this year. He was a projected top 10 or 15 pick this year. Didn't pull it all together at Texas. You know, I if if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think he had a sack, forced fumble, or interception. I mean, not a lot on the stat sheet, and it was really his year to shine. So, Paul, um, how, how do you hope the Dolphins handle this linebacker spot in the draft? I know that depends on a lot of factors, but how do you want to see this playing out? For me, I think if you're going to grab a linebacker, you've got to be looking at the first round. Um, you want somebody to come in and be an impact player right away, somebody that you can potentially replace Kiko Alonso with, pick up a later-round pick that you may be able to use for a developmental prospect like a Tigray Scales or one of the other guys that we've mentioned thus far. But really, for me, based on the other needs with this team, the fact that they need a safety, the fact that there's really one tight end who most casual fans kind of know the name of at this point, the fact that behind Frank Gore at backup running back, who is not a young spring chicken, there's a whole bunch of, eh, maybes on the team. And behind Ryan Tannehill, you've got almost nothing. So there's a lot of needs. I think Miami needs to strike hard and strike early. And it's one of those weird scenarios, too, that I just want to add real quick. If Miami were to grab a safety early, that may negate the need, the pressing need, to go linebacker just because I think that would bring T.J. McDonald up in the box, which you got T.J. McDonald up in the box. He's kind of taking over more of a hybrid linebacker role. Maybe you don't necessarily need to go hard at a third guy and can grab a developmental guy. So it's kind of one of those things where safety may fill that need a little bit. You bet. And the the big need is speed in the middle of the defense by any means necessary. A safety would allow the Dolphins to do that because now you can move T.J. McDonald down. And if you've got T.J. McDonald giving a lot of linebacker looks, I mean, he's basically a linebacker playing free safety anyway, and you've got Raekwon coming back, and you've got Chase Allen with another year under his belt, Stephon Anthony another year in the system, that linebacker core already, even before 
you draft somebody is, is starting to look pretty good. The, the thing I don't want them to do is get into the second round and say, crap, we got to we got to we got to draft a linebacker now, and then they reach for a Malik Jefferson or for a Fred Warner. You lose out on a lot of value at some other spots, and we'll talk about those other spots here as we continue to go position by position in the NFL draft. Watch out for our other segments as we did break down these positions. You can follow Paul and I on the Fin side on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fence side. So, do you take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.